The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at stitcher.com. Well, the SD card that was in my solid state recorder was corrupted somehow. Uh, not sure how that happened, but when I put it in to pull all the information off, it was gone. So I had to reconstruct that audio that I recorded for last episode. And uh, in the process, there was some static added. I had to try to remove that. And to make a long story short, my audio sounds terrible for this episode. Um, there's really not much I can do with it. I spent about five hours trying to edit it, trying to fix it, trying to run it through filters and whatnot, and nothing really worked. Um, this is really as good as it gets. We thought the episode was good enough where, uh, where it was funny enough where we could actually release it, but as you can see, my audio is going to be terrible throughout. In any case, we still hope you enjoy the episode. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Gloria Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 155 Cognitive Dissonance. <laughs> <laughs> You've you have cracked the code. You have I cracked think I got it now. the code, Tom. Yeah. Good for you. Just, you know, I, I I think it was on Google Plus. Somebody posted yeah. like, "Hey, I I built a supercomputer <laughs> super to help computer. Tom figure out what the next right. episode is," and it's just a clicker. Yeah, it was one of those clickers that they count uh, traffic with. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's so awesome. You know what they could do now that I think of it. You know how like you have the, um. Like those those little tubes that go across the road, and as cars roll over them, it counts the cars. What you could do is just embed one of those in your carpet because you're heavy as a car, right? So when you walked That's over, true. It, it would make. <laughs> it, so then you could just look to the side, and every time you went in your studio, you would know what number you're on. Right. It would just. It would just like the. It's basically a giant floor clicker, yeah. is what it is. <laughs> it's exactly so. It. Like when when it when it when the when it feels a two ton weight right. press exactly. upon it exactly exactly yeah with the with the weighty girth of my arrival <laughs> then it it clicks over <laughs> rolls lazily as I do over to the next right, number right. yeah that's that's great so yeah I can add one to things if I know what the prior thing is I'm just saying <laughs> I just don't give a shit enough to remember what the prior it's thing true. was it's true it's <laughs> true. You're a dick! 
life. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh my God, what's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. <laughs> Our first story comes from thinkprogress.org. Florida lawmaker. Let me emphasize that. Lawmaker. Law talking guy. <laughs> this is a maker of laws. All right. Florida lawmaker, not Florida institutionalized patient. <laughs> right? right? Not Florida homeless man with sandwich sign. Yeah, right. Right? Florida lawmaker, a man who ostensibly can tie his own tie. <laughs> Although it kind of looks like a fucking dinner plate. I don't know if you see that guy's tie. <laughs> it's fucking huge. You want to play this guy just so we can get – let's just play yeah. him. I'm going to play him here. Let's so just, just go right into this it. This is Florida Republican – his name's Van Zant, so I don't know. He's clearly Republican, and uh, and this is him talking about lots of different things, but he winds up talking about Common Core. Our new Secretary of Education in Florida recently appointed AIR to receive the $220 million contract for end-of-course exam testing and to prepare those tests. Please go on their website. Click the link to what they're doing with youth and you will see what their agenda really is. They are promoting as hard as they can any youth that is interested in the LGBT agenda and even name it 2-S, which they define as having two spirits. Wait, pause. Wait, fucking what? What? What did he just say? 2S, which they define as having two spirits. I love that, dude. Fucking, what does that your... mean? That's like having two fucking dragons. Like, it does, it's like right? two made up Wait, things. Great. This is a Christian? Like, this is this guy's complaining about two spirits when you have a fucking trinity? Yeah. Like, when you, when the best explanation for the trinity is... Oh, I don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah. Like, that's the best explanation yeah. I've heard for the Trinity. Like, like, well, when Jesus was on earth and he was praying to God, but he's also God, who was he praying to? I don't, I don't know. Maybe just thinking some shit to him. Like, that's like a pro- – right. and you're fucking complaining about two spirits? Yeah, I – I, I wonder now that now that you mention it, I wonder like if that's where the origin of paperwork comes from. Is like you're filling things out in triplicate, you know? Like, <laughs> there you go. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's finish this dipshit out. The Bible says a lot about being double-minded. These people that will now receive two hundred and twenty million dollars from the state of Florida unless this is stopped will promote double-mindedness in state education and attract every one of your children to become as homosexual as they possibly can. <laughs> How homosexual is that? It's very, like, as, pos- as homosexual as possible. And, you know, like, like they're not, it's not double-mindedness. It's called double penetration, dude. That's what it's called. <laughs> I actually think it's a good thing that they're going to reach their maximum potential for homosexuality. 
Like, because you don't want to half-ass that. It's going to float away. No. Like, once they get to, like, a certain point, they just turn into gay angels. <laughs> once you reach, like, once you reach, like, gay-level alpha, <laughs> like, you get you get some fucking really good shit. Like, yeah. that's that's when you know. You, like, turn into, like, a fucking... gay Chernobyl. And you just spill the gay <laughs> out on Critical everybody. mass of homosexuality. Oh, God. Hold on. There's just a touch more. All right. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it either. But. I'm sorry to report that to you. Randy, thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak. I really hate to bring you that news, but you need to know. Okay, that's it. <laughs> and now you know the rest right. of the story. Of the gays. <laughs> yeah. And that little boy grew up to be Harvey Milk. <laughs> Oh, God. oh, that's so awesome. You know, what is he what is he talking about? He's talking about Common Core is one of the things. And I think he's he's probably right. I don't think I think Common Core is actually like a set of exercises. That's like how gay people keep their their abs like so rock hard. That's the Common Core. <laughs> so I think that's what that's why he's mad. Yeah, because he's all flabby bottom. Yeah. He doesn't want to. <laughs> he he's fucking, feeling judged. That's fucking, the problem. Goddamn fucking circus tent of a tie on. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> he's tapping his foot in the airplanes in the in the airport stall, and nobody's fucking reciprocating. <laughs> he's listening to the Morse code. Yeah, and he's feeling a little sad about it. Yeah, just feeling yeah. a little sad about it. I, I, you know, I'll tell you what. Like, my my son can come home as gay as his potential allows him to be. And I still don't think he'd be gay because I think he's probably heterosexual. That's just the feeling right, I generally right. get from the way he ogles women at seven. Yeah, right. So I, I'm just like, I'm not afraid that he's going to go to school and learn something tomorrow. It's not like they're going to be like, hey, um, we've got a new way to think about and conceptualize math rather than uh, uh, memorizing the times tables. We're just going to suck yep. a dick. <laughs> We're going to suck a dick and we're going to paint rainbows all day. So that's what we're going to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let me read a little bit of this because this is this is the hysteria. And I'm going to read this. It's directly from this uh, Think Progress article. This is editorialized. So this is clearly not something they're saying. But this is editorialized from the person who wrote this, Scott Keyes. Even for a Republican Party prone to hysteria, Common Core has sent grassroots conservatives into an accelerated tailspin. Right Wing Watch has... Uh, has a roundup of some of the most exaggerated reactions, including an Alabama Tea Party leader saying, a vote for Common Core will damn lawmakers to hell, an American Family Association warning that children won't survive Common Core, Eagle Forum, Forum saying it will promote homosexuality, and Rep Rep Representative Jim Burdenstein, a, Re a Republican from Oklahoma, calling it socialism, and World Net da Daily saying it will turn America into Nazi Germany. And I think the most important thing that we can walk away with from this, and, you know, there can be some serious fucking problems with Common Core. There can be some tragic fucking awful things about Common Core that I, I, that I clearly don't know about because I don't know enough to talk about whether or not it's a good or a bad thing. The problem is, is that the state of our rhetoric in this country is that we're not even bringing up things, whether or not they're demerits or merits of the actual thing. We're just we're just spilling out rhetoric about it to try to scare people from voting from it instead of trying to logically reach people and say, here's the problems with it. 
it needs to be changed. We're just, I mean, it, that's a, the saddest shit that you could get out of this entire fucking debacle. But isn't it more important the two sides scream hyperbole at one another oh, rather no, than actually no come right? to consensus? <laughs> fucking A. God. It's, it's, I mean, isn't it pathetic, though? I mean, isn't that the most pathetic thing? Because I'm willing to hear from anybody who has it on the negative aspects of sure. Common Core. I mean, there was somebody who posted, I mean, this went all over Facebook. It was like, you know, fucking, they showed some weird way to get to fucking, like, get 12 plus 20 is 32 or something. And I was like, fucking this weird, crazy way and how to do it. And um, a bunch of people were like, this is Common Core. And it came across on some fucking wackaloon site. And they were sending it all over the place. And it did not matter was on my on my feet whether they're you know they were traditional liberal or traditionally republican they all bought into it they all bought into that okay this is a wacky thing and i why are we teaching it this way and then finally have a math teacher who's a friend of mine and he posted and he's like guys here's the thing we're teaching it different today than we did when you were young. And the reason why we're teaching it different today is because we would much rather have children understand ratios and how big things are in comparison to other things rather than just rote memorization of fucking 12 minus 32 is 20, yep. you know. And and he explained it, and then Hammond went out of his way to explain it too. And on Hammond's blog, on the Friendly Atheist, he posted something. And it was super clear how he explained it. And you're just like, okay, I get that. I understand it. Um, but the problem is, is that people see things and there's these knee-jerk reactions. And then there's this, you know, again, we're not talking about whether or not it's good or bad. It's just like, well, it's different than what I did. Yeah, man. And they get, and that's, and that's the thing is people get worked up. You know, I'll say like, we, we have a hard time sometimes helping our son with his homework in first grade because I don't understand, you know, the methodology that they're teaching him. And we don't want to we don't want him to come home and bring homework home and teach him counter to the methods that he's learning right. in school. Right. You know, that's that's counterproductive. So occasionally we run into some problems where we feel like the instructions on the material that we're given is unclear for somebody not familiar with the, you know, with the vocabulary that's used as part of the program. <clears throat> as a whole, my son in first grade has a vastly better working knowledge of how numbers associate with other numbers than I did in first grade. Sure. I'll tell you, I remember first grade. In first grade, you're like, I remember that 10 minus 3 is 7. I don't know what it means that right. if I have 10 things and then I have three less things, I now have seven remaining. There was no conception of, of how those numbers interrelate. Instead, like it's, it's, it's a tremendous amount of just memorization, writing things in tables, rewriting, writing things out, doing flashcards. You remember doing flashcards? What do you learn with a flashcard except for... I associate those two things with another thing. You you could replace it with letters and it would be the same amount of meaningful gibberish. Sure. Yeah, I remember the exact same thing. I'm not willing cuz I'm not an educator, right? So I don't I don't know whether it's better or worse and I'm not willing to say whether it's better or worse. I would love to hear arguments on either side on whether it's better or worse. But instead what we hear is Common Core is going to turn your kid into a fucking super gay rocket that's going to fly to the moon. <laughs> like, great, that's fucking useful. Right. As if there was something you could learn which would change somebody's sexuality. I know. Right? I know. Like someone's God. sexual preference is going to be like, I read Huck Finn, now I fuck black dudes on the river. I don't exactly. know. Like, <laughs> I just can't help myself. I don't, I have no other, I don't feel yeah. any other option. Like I don't even get hard unless I'm on a raft. Right, I read Catcher in the Rye, now I'm a pitcher in the Rye. <laughs> <laughs>
Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. So this next story comes from The Blaze. It also comes from AOL.com. So we wanted to find a couple of different sources for the story. Um, the story is only relevant because of uh, one quote from it and kind of what it what it inspires. So um, from The Blaze, famed singer reveals secret abortion that left her with intense guilt, fears over God's payback. That's from The Blaze. That's their super hyperbole headline. Uh, AOL is just as bad. Tony Braxton opens up about her secret abortion. Um, as if somebody has a fucking public abortion. <laughs> it's like when they used to consummate marriages and hang the fucking bloody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what they hang. <laughs> you have a public abortion. Not like anybody's having like a fucking, you know, dead baby shower. Like right. that's not. <laughs> Abortion party? <laughs> Come on over. We're going to have an abortion party. Oh, I'm just going to sit great. in the chair and drink tea the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and put a fucking healing, a heating pad on my stomach or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't Sounds even know. Great. What do you even do? Like, how do you recover? From, I mean, because most abortions are pretty. I actually looked it up today. I went out of my way uh, to look it up to see sort of whether or not something like this could be true, right? Because I wanted, I mean, you know, I don't know whether or not, you know, having an abortion can. I know that it's not a punishment from God, but what, you know, what physical effects does it have on the body? Because, you know, yeah, it's not a fucking, it's not like God came down to your uterus and fucking stamped it with the fucking autism or whatever, you know. He clearly, there could be some problems. So I looked it up and I went to the Mayo Clinic's website and one of the things that they said was they were like, yeah, I mean, if it's botched, you know, maybe you could have some problems, but it's really not. It's a very safe procedure. Most of the time it's done with drugs and if not, then it's done with, you know, tools that are, you know, again, it's not really super invasive and it's, you know, it's done relatively quickly and it's not, it's not, it's routine. You know, it's just like a routine thing. Um, it's not like, you know, uh, Tony Braxton sitting there and like Adam Savage, like pulls out a coat hanger. He's like, well, there's your problem, you know, <laughs> or the doctor fucking forgets his keys inside of you or something. You know, like, Right. My right. baby's got fucking it, it fucking pressed on the soft center of my baby's fucking head. And now he's uh, autism or something. They don't open up your fucking ovaries and punch you in the soul stone. Right. <laughs> like that's not punch something you in the soul. It's like, take that. You should be ashamed of getting this abortion. It's just a medical procedure. You know, if it has any repercussions, it has medical repercussions. It doesn't have repercussions like the next time you gestate a child, the child will have, you know, a spectrum disorder or like that's. Or it'll be an atheist or something. Right. Yeah. Something horrible. (laughs) I mean, and I'm not suggesting the kids with a spectrum disorder are horrible. They're not. I mean, they're, they're fucking people. They're people. That walk around, you know, like they're living human beings. The idea that somebody has a child with autism and looks at that child with autism and, and, and thinks to themselves, this child is revenge from God. Right. What does that say about about the fucking guilt complex that's built into the whole sin organization that church and, and uh, religion sells you? Because, you know. I don't ever sin, Cecil, because it's not a fucking real thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've never sinned in my life because there's no such fucking thing as sin. I've never sinned. 
If I've ever said or done anything unethical or immoral, the only duty that I owe is to the person I've harmed and to myself. That's it. I, uh, there is no such thing as sin. I'm not a fucking sinner. I don't need to be fucking forgiven. Sure. I don't have some kind of cosmic debt that I have to repay to some imaginary being. I, don't, I, have, I carry no guilt in my life. Because if I fuck up, I just try to take ownership of it and apologize. And if, if I can't make it better, I fucking reconcile myself to the fact that I can't fix that. Right, right. And I'll try to do better tomorrow. You know, compare that to this idea that, man, this, this thing that I did caused my child, this, this human being, to have to live with a, you know, a, a, some kind of a spectrum disorder or autism or something along those lines. And that's, that's on me. That's on my back. Because of a decision that I made, it gets carried on successively generationally. Like, what kind of fucking guilt structure is that? It's fucking the most immoral shit possible. Well, it's not just that. I mean, like, she's this public speaker, and there's people that look up to her. And they may choose not to, you know, for detriment of their own life. Because, you know, having a child is a life decision that can have serious effects on your future. You know, I mean, it's it, it, it absolutely it not can it will have serious effects on your future having a child will. Um, so, yeah. you know, and, you know, whether those those effects are good or bad, you know, these people, you know, that might not be able to have the child or it might be, you know, what if it's fucking rape and incest? You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, well, I don't I want to make sure that when I when I go out of my way to get Peron, I don't want to fucking have a, a child that is more of a burden. Right. And again, she's making her own child seem like it's a burden. Right. She's saying. Right. Yeah, that's, that's she's saying she's this saying, child is a much, burden yeah. to me. Um, this child is a punishment to me. This is a bad, malformed child that was given to me as, you know, I mean, what does that say about her just in general? Like, you know, you know, right. how I would feel like shit if I was your kid, you know, and you said that, like, I was a punishment from fucking God. That's some fucking awful shit I, I, that I can't even fucking comprehend. You know what I mean? Like I was told that I was a mistake, but you know, like that's a, that's a, that's a the thing that you can at least comprehend and be like, yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? Like parents, dad was in the forties. I get it. Okay. I understand. But you know, if you're like, yeah, you were a, you were a mistake and you're also the fucking worst thing that's ever happened to me. Well, that's a little different. Yeah, how do you love a punishment? Like, how do you say like, I love you? But you are a punishment from a benevolent God. Yeah, and and I just I just feel too that that's that's just a that's a horrible thing to be a person who has a pulpit who's able to be heard by lots of people and say, yeah, you know what? Um, the reason this happened in my life is because God doesn't like abortion, and because God doesn't like abortion, none of you should get abortion. I mean, because that's essentially, I mean, you know, she's not telling other people what to do. But they're going to follow her lead. Oh, sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she was like, you know, abortions make you have children without heads or something. You know what I mean? Like, you would be like, oh, I don't I don't want to do that. They can't cross rivers. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have to ride horses everywhere. <laughs> Throwing pumpkins just, about. Just... It's fucking ridiculous. And they're all named Ichabod. That's the fucking they weird are. thing. That's right. That's right. We're totally going to get email like, oh, the Headless Horseman's name was not Ichabod. And I, I fucking know. Well, I, I thought that the, that the point of the church was to worship God and the boy fucking was just incidental. No, it's just the other way around. The point of the church is the boy fucking. All the other stuff is just busy work. This next story comes from ABC.net, but the Australian version, so it counts less. <laughs> Royal Commission... <laughs> 
Christian brothers didn't consider sexual abuse of students a crime. The Christian brothers who ran children's homes in Western Australia in the 40s, 50s, and 60s did not consider the abuse of students a crime, a royal commission has heard. Uh, What do you even say to that? Like, if (laughs) fucking children doesn't seem like a crime to you, does the word crime have any meaning? It really doesn't. It doesn't. You know, like, I mean, at that point, you might as well be cutting some of them up for dinner. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brother Shanahan. Here's a part I want to read. Yeah. This guy's name is Brother Shanahan. Brother Shanahan also told the hearing one of the rules laid out by the Brothers Constitution in 1962, mind you. So they've been doing this already for, what, 20 years? Stated that they were prevented from developing particular friendships with their students or fondle. (laughs) Came here to fondle boys and chew (laughs) bubblegum. I am all out of (laughs) bubblegum. Like, what is there? Just two. There's like two rules on the wall. It's like no friendships with boys. Also, no fondling. Yeah. Don't touch the, you know, listen. That's right. That's right. Next time. That's right next to the sign that says it has been zero days without a fondling. (laughs) (laughs) No horseplay in pool. Yeah. No fucking the children. You know, I mean, just some basic signage would you help. You can't fondle a kid 30 minutes before you go for a swim. <laughs> just because you might get a cramp. It's not right. because yeah, it's, you no, know, it's, it's not bad for the kids. Yeah. yeah. Who cares about the kid? I'm just, I'm worried about the guy going for a swim. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy. Like, cause he says the mindset at the time meant abuse was not thought of first and foremost as a crime, but as a moral fault or failing. And I want to I want to read this and come back to it. He says, I think they saw it as something that was abhorrent, harmful, although I don't think they understood it as harmful in the way we would now in terms of consequences for the victim, but something that was abhorrent and harmful. And that was the way that they dealt with it. And when I read that, I can't help but think that's because you dealt with this as a myopic moral failing of the priest or the brother or whatever. And never stepped out of yourself for one fucking unselfish moment to consider the viewpoint of the victim. You know, again, it says they was thought of first and foremost as a moral fault or failing. So they thought of this only from the perspective of the perpetrator and what it meant to the perpetrator. Well, what does it mean for for the perpetrator? That's the that's the most unbelievably selfish way to look at this. It's like it's like looking at any other crime being like, you know, I'm really I didn't think that murdering that woman, you know, I really think that was a moral failing. I really do. Like I've given this a lot of thought, Cecil. <laughs> I think that was a moral failing. You no. Know, yeah, I I've do. Been thinking about I didn't this think it night. would be harmful to the victim though. I thought yeah. she would recover from death. Yeah. Turns out yeah, no, I'm you, I'm actually I'm very much wrong on that. Do yeah. you think that this sort of like old timey logic of like, ah, you'll be fine, kid sort of yeah. thing is what permeates this, that they didn't think that it was really that big a deal that the kids were getting diddled, that it's not going to ruin their life. It's not one of those it's just one of those things that happens when you're a kid sort of like 
you know, like you fall down, you skin your knee or you fall down and I grab your cock or whatever. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things that just happens. I, and I'm being serious about this. Do you think that, you know, like I mean, there's a there's a feeling right about like like there's a bit that George Carlin does where he talks about um, talks about shell shock and then he works his way into, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. He works his way through like all the names we've called that. And it's sort of like there's a time when we were, you know, when we were, I think, it, when maybe we were more gruff, when maybe we we were a little less sensitive, where we thought, you know, what's the big deal? Yeah, you went to war. Yeah, you saw some folks die. Get fucking, just roll yourself back into into fucking, uh, into society. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do think that's part, I, you know, there there's a... um. There's a mentality that I often think about, um, which is which is an old school mentality, which is the sort of, you know, rub some dirt on it right. mentality. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 the walk it off generation, um, and and it sounds good, and it sounds like ah, you know, when I was a kid, we used to get hit by cars and play in the street and you know punch asteroids in the eye, and uh, we all grew up fine. And it's like, well, no, I mean, you didn't. Like PTSD is not uh, is not unique to our generation. It's just that we've put more time, energy, and resources into identifying and dealing the, with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the things that's particularly interesting about the generation that we live in now isn't that we're a softer generation than generations prior. Um, I think that we're a, a generation where information travels much more freely, much more democratically, and much quicker than it did before. So I think what would happen before is people would suffer in fucking silence and they would their stories would never come out. They wouldn't have any way to voice their concerns. They victims wouldn't have ways to find other victims. And so people would just I mean, I'm, I'm just people would just fucking commit suicide alone in their garage and never even become sure, part sure. of a national statistic or a national story or become predators themselves. Right. right? You know, what I mean, like that's a that's a something that happens. Absolutely. All the time. You know, so it's not that previous generations were were tougher because they fucking rubbed some dirt in it and walked it off. And we're a bunch of namby-pamby bullshit people, you know, crying in our soup about getting fucked by a priest. It's that we're, we're able to transmit information to find other people um, and to identify things like PTSD way fucking before and more accurately and to treat these things. I mean, what, honestly, what would even be the point of finding it if there was no treatment before? You know, what would you do yeah. with it? Yeah. You know, it's it, 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 it it's a, it's a, just a totally different mindset. The mindset now is better. Like the mindset now is better than it was. I just fucking say that like it's fucking better. I will not engage in any of that fucking sepia tinted nostalgia humping bullshit. Like I hate that shit so much. <laughs> Two turnips, please. Uh, fucking rub an Amish on it. I hate that. Shit. I will have one of your modalist carriages. <laughs> sir. <laughs> Good sir, please polish my monocle and ready my buggy whip. You should totally lead us into a break by being old time. <laughs> uh, now I'm on the spot and I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a ye old break. <laughs> You're terrible. And you can become a fucking patron of the show. We'll tell you how. We'll give you some information. We'll return in just a moment for the rest of the show. For ye old show. Ye oldie show. If you would like to contact the show, visit the website dissonancepod.com for the links to the Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, and email accounts. You can also call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. 
That's 740-743-6828. Did you know that you can become a patron of the show? Go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash dissonance pod. And you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you don't want to donate money, please take a moment to give us a good review on iTunes or Stitcher, or tell a like-minded friend about the show. So to everyone who supports the show, Glory Hole, you fucking rock. This story comes from Miles Power. I probably could have found a better source for this. A rather embarrassing night for Psychic Sally in Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Brough. Middlesbrough. (laughs) <laughs> they probably just say like it they probably like it's like mid like that's that's how they say it yeah right you just <laughs> like, stop just like that's mid. the whole that's the key is you just stop pronouncing and just start slurring yeah. early it's like so i'm gonna mid- i'm gonna give it one more middle <laughs> oh that's pretty good i think i nailed that you sound one. like a yeah. native so evidently there's something called psychic sally and it goes yeah. around on british television and does stage shows um, and uh, it does it sounds like a pretty standard psychic sort of reading? It's like one of those. It's like one of those speaking spells. Like you pull the thing and it spins around. And it's like it's like your picture is dead. And she's she... <laughs> oh no! And she's a corpse. Your mother stalker. died of cancer. <laughs> I love my favorite fucking part is when these psychics always be like, so was it something like the head and the neck or the body that killed you? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm guessing it was a it was it was a trauma. Yeah, it was a trauma. It was a trauma to the chestal organ head region. Yeah, the chest body head. And you're just <laughs> right? like, yeah, that's like, like the whole thing. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> she cut her finger and got gangrene and died. Yeah. Like that's never happened. That's the craziest thing. Time. She was she was weaving and or looming or something. She pricked her finger looming. and fell asleep. Yeah. She was like, she was standing over someone. She was looming. <laughs> looming. She was like, <laughs> like, will you stop looming over me? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, so uh, she's a necromancer. I think that's she's her power. <laughs> I love that she's a necromancer. Right? I mean, that's what uh, she claims. She claims that she sure. that she talks to the dead. She's a necromancer. Sure. She's, um, I mean, she probably gussies it up a little bit. But, I mean, hey, let's yeah, call a yeah, fucking spade yeah. a spade here, right? So, sure. Um, and she got communications from the grave. It took a, It didn't take long. Um, it was It was pretty much right away. She kind of nailed it. Uh, right. from, from the get-go. Um, <laughs> she found a man holding a baby named Annabelle or Becky. Uh, could have been either one. Um, and uh, when nobody nobody stood up um, to find out, you know, she, nobody was in, in the audience was standing up, she asked the person uh, who submitted the photo to stand up, um, and uh, it turns out no one's dead uh, yeah. at all. Es- essentially what she did was she went through a long process of, like, because... The box that she collected, right? So she collects this box full of photos. She's like, everybody should put a picture in there of someone who's dead. So everybody, you know, went through and put a picture of someone who's dead. So she pulls this photo out. And she's like, I'm seeing a baby in here. It's an animal, blah, 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 blah. Nobody stands up. And then finally she's like, whose fucking photo is this? <laughs> and this person stands up. And she's like, oh, okay. So I'm getting like this fucking neck, head, face trauma thing where she fucking exploded. <laughs> Somebody fucking shot her full of fucking whatever. And she's just naming off random ailments like how. And then she's like, and then the person's just staring at her. Like, what? 
And then she's like, yeah, I'm getting this call from the grave where this person in this photo is saying blah, 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 blah. And essentially, at the end of it, finally the woman's like, that's a photo of me when I was younger. (laughs) I I misunderstood the assignment. Like, she misunderstood the assignment. And she put in, you know like a photo of herself that's like it'd be so funny if just like somebody emptied their pockets and she's like talking for half an hour and he's like sally that's a piece of string like that's a piece of lint right you're talking about <laughs> right <laughs> it's just like that's a coin that's a two pence coin you're talking about there's there's no recovering from that that's the best oh, part, i know is yeah. there's fucking no recovering oh, from that it's at all. so sweet isn't it and it, it's it's awesome when these fucking vampires fucking chip their teeth you know oh, yeah. It's fucking the it's the greatest thing ever. And it's all because of like look how easy it is to to fucking defuse this. A misunderstanding. It's really yeah. what happened here. It's not like the person was trying to go out of their way to make this, you know, something bad. That's like Sally, she showed up specifically wanting this. She just messed up. And look at in the best part about this is is that just by chance, out of all those people in the audience, she happened to pick that one card one photo that fucking fucked her in the face right and you're just like take it oh that's that's sweet justice is what that is because you know she could have pulled let's say there's a thousand people in the audience maybe there's more i don't know let's just say there's a thousand she could have pulled you know because probably people are there together let's say one of 400 other photos and she happened to choose that one and it's like oh that's brilliant that's great and it's wonderful that it happened you know, there's a possibility that that can happen everywhere. If I were in Psychic Sally's fucking range and these things weren't that expensive to go to, I don't know how much they cost, She's, but you are kind of given. But if you could fill that fucking thing up with skeptics dropping fucking photos in there of themselves of when they were babies, oh, my God, would that be fucking glorious? Because you be could amazing. fucking seed the box. You know what I mean? Like, like now it's not just one in 400. Now it's like, right. You know, one in you know it could be one in seven or one in ten that she's gonna pull the wrong photo and you know she's fucking digging in that box six seven eight times i guarantee this is coming off a routine though i think this fucking little trick that she's doing is coming off the routine while you know dealing with their photos is one of those things that gets them a really close personal connection and there's tons of shit in the photo to fucking cold read off of and the person looking in front of you when you just like you know i mean there's just got to be so much fucking stuff in there to cold read off of that she's, you know, that she uses it. But now that it's been fucking, it's been shown that she could get fucking totally borked by it. I guarantee she's pulling that off the fucking circuit. I would hope so. I mean, it's clearly something that's not going to work for her again. If she, I mean, it didn't work here. And lest anybody think that this is uh, just all harmless fun, you know, and it's, I, oh, why is everybody picking on her? Um, I want to talk a little bit about a couple of the other pieces to her act and let's not pretend that it's anything yeah, other right. than a yeah. fucking act designed to steal money from people um and 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 profit from their grief um sally was uh reenacting a couple of scenes for some reason um particularly um one where she reenacted a dead man flushing narcotics down a toilet to his immediate family while repeating flush it down flush it down um, she re- reenacted another scene um, while talking to a teenage girl whose boyfriend had recently committed suicide by hanging himself. Sally tells the girl that she can feel him hitting her leg and that he was, in fact, reenacting swinging against the door. His body swinging against the door 
as he was committing suicide. These people are not harmless. It's not even just about the money. Like, they are, they are taking advantage of people's grief for profit. I, I can't, it's like, if nothing else, it's the most cynical thing possible. Like, you cannot, you cannot have a worldview based on anything other than pure, raw, ugly, small-minded cynicism and do this. This is not a, like, she's putting on a smile, but it's a fucking stage show. This is, this is fucking pure mean-spiritedness. I, I may have told this story before, and I'll tell it really quickly, just in case I did. But there was a, I was watching this fucking, that fucking vampire, the Oompa Loompa vampire uh, on TV. And she was telling it, she was talking to this girl, this, and she's a young girl. And this girl had uh, one of her, her dad died. And her, she's talking to her, and she's like, blah, 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 your dad died. And she's like, by the way, your dad found your fiancé for you. So your fiancé is fucking here because your dad fucking introduced you to your fiancé fucking in the spirit realm. Like, he fucking, I don't even know, like, fucking deadpeoplemingle.com or something, whatever. But he, <laughs> he found your, he found your, 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 yeah, necromingle. That's awesome. Necromingle. That's great. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, in any case at the end of the thing i sat there thinking i'm like well what happens when this girl tries to break up with this guy if she decides or if this guy cheats on her you know like he kind of has carte blanche to do what he wants because fucking your dad picked me out your fucking dead dad picked me out and now you know like whatever i do to you how can you fucking turn me away how can you you know what if i start hitting her you know like what if he starts like i'm not gonna say he's doing that but at the same time it's like it's like right. there's open there's an open avenue to damage this girl because now she has the guilt of leaving him because her father went out of his way to pick him out. Like that's damaging. That's a bad thing to do to somebody. You can't fucking you can't go out of your way and be like, you know, you like and it's like DJ Growth he said. He's like you're 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 skipping over the natural grieving process when you pretend that they still exist. Like you're you're having this you should have a natural grieving process where you have loss and there's that loss is not there and it's and it and it it stays with you for a long time and it's damaging you know there is a natural grieving process you have to follow through and these psychics especially the ones that are specifically here to talk to the dead you know I'm, you know there's different psychics the ones that tell you their fu- your future and all that bullshit she's a fucking she's a dead talker She's one of those ones that, yep. you know, and I don't understand the fucking appeal of these fucking charlatans at all, in my opinion. It's like, like, sit down to talk to Psychic Sally or fucking that other fucking necromonger, um, and, and, and what are they going to tell me? That my fucking dad loved me? Motherfucker, I lived with that man for 35 years. I know he fucking loved me, okay? Don't tell me he loved me. Don't tell me that he's okay. Don't tell you know what? what right. I, do I need these fucking platitudes? Do I have to pay you this exorbitant amount of money for nothing? You are doing nothing for me. You know what does she say? Like, know that your your relatives love you and that they they're happy in heaven and they're playing fucking foosball and everything's fine. <laughs> bullshit. That's bullshit. You know, just fucking be like, you know what? They're dead. They're dead, and that's it. And there's 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 no money to be gained here. It's just this horrible fucking, you know, I don't even know. It's like this horrible turn of events that takes people that can't let go to these awful fucking charlatans, and they just pickpocket these people and then stall the grieving process. <laughs> It's Network News. 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 News.
Uh, this story comes from the Raw story. So weird. So weird. Weird alert. Uh, wow. Um, California man says the Lord grabbed him and compelled him to attack a kid on a skateboard. An Orange County elementary school teacher suspended for the second time over footage of him apparently attacking skateboarders defended his actions, Cecil, um, by saying, quote, when I stepped in, I felt compelled by a higher power. Honestly, have you ever been grabbed by the Lord in a way you never thought you would or could? That's exactly what I'm testifying to. And I'm not speaking in hyperbole. I'm speaking right from the heart. So, Cecil, when the Lord says, thou shalt whack at the child with a skateboard, I guess you whack at the child with it. It looks like in the picture they're about to it sword does, fight it with does. him. It does. The, the video is hilarious because the guy, like, runs up and he's like, <laughs> he doesn't, like, say anything. He's just fucking, he's, like, clucking. And he runs up and he, like, the kid, like, messes up an alley. And then he grabs a skateboard. He's like, and he like runs past. And then he takes the skateboard and he's such a fucking wimp. He can't throw it all the way up to where it needs to be. So he's like, and it like fucking kind of fucking half falls on the ground. And the kid's screaming, you motherfucker, you motherfucker. And the kid's like 10 years old. He's like, you motherfucker. And the guy's like, and he like throws it one more time. And then it lands wherever it lands. And then he looks at the camera. And then a bunch of people are like, what the fuck did you do? And then the camera shuts off. So that's the entirety of the video. Um, it is not the first time in history that God has commanded someone to uh, go after skateboards. I don't know if you remember, but when when uh, when Samson was there, he was pushing two skateboards apart. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but there was like two <laughs> skateboards that were holding up. And that's the first time, actually, that God commanded because God hates skateboards. He's just one of those things. He's just not fun. Well, that's of. actually why he commanded Abraham to kill his son initially. Right. Yeah, because he was a boarder. Because he was yeah, fucking he was a skater. He was boarder. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was yeah. just he had the fucking bowl cut yep. from like because this was like a while yeah, back. For you real. Know, and the fucking vans and everything. I mean, he was fucking. And OG there was no skateboards on, thing, on the yard. So. Like none. Zero <laughs> skateboards. <laughs> well, there were, but they just went right over the side. You know, the did. first fucking <laughs> first yeah, big you know, wave. Yeah, the dinosaur was on it, and he just went right over. There's a fucking skateboarding stegosaurus on the ark. <laughs> Holy shit, that would be amazing. Oh, that would be amazing. Like that all that, like great. like fucking Noah builds a fucking half pipe on the uh, <laughs> on the top of the ark. It's like doing like a fucking 360 like board grab, and then just flies over it's the. Like end. A, it's the fucking X Games on top of that That's thing. Awesome. It's like. Uh, there's fucking dodo birds done fucking snowboards and shit. There's just it's, shit is fucking wild on that thing. Well, boys and girls, put your hand up if you've heard of the word evolution. Oh boy, I think just about everyone puts their hands up. So this story also comes from the raw story. Uh, fired anti-gay HGTV host teaching evolution is Satan's toehold in the classroom. And my very first thought here is. How can you be an anti-gay home and garden television host? I know, right? Like you're on the you're on the gayest channel other than the, like the is, the gay yeah. channel. Like like right. other than the one exactly. that's like specifically for like the LGBT community, you are yeah. on the home and garden channel. It's the decorators channel. 
only other than the one that's streaming like gay porn. Like right. <laughs> in this article, it says recently argued that um, that Satan's toehold in the classroom went back to the so-called Scopes Monkey Trial. Satan's toehold isn't that the sequel to Devil's Backbone? It, that- yeah, it's it's yeah. the lesser known of the two. Yeah, it's actually a prequel. Yeah, it was it was the prequel. <laughs> you know those toeholds when you've the the thing is Cecil. A toehold doesn't sound like much, you know, for you or I, right? Right, right. But Satan has those fucking, like, grippy little gecko feet, you he know? He does, he does. He's <laughs> and got, he's got like... the he's got a big claw in there. So when he gets a toe in, it really right. kind of fucking lodges down real deep. You got you to yeah. pry that fucker off or, like, slide a playing card really underneath do. it. Yeah, you need to get a coat hanger out and pluck that thing right out of there. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Wait, when he's talking about the Scopes Monkey Trial, essentially saying the Scopes Monkey Trial is like the downfall of when we started fucking like that's when it really went to shit. And you're like, dude, evolution lost the Scopes Monkey Trial. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like evolution didn't come out winning on that one. Isn't that funny? Like they don't get that part. Yeah. Well, I know that evolution got more popularized because of it, but. Um, and, you know, sometimes even bad publicity is good publicity, right? You know, as long as you're saying the name. Um, but, you know, they, the, it, as I recall, the person, the person who lost that trial had to pay a fine. I think it was originally, it was eventually overturned. But as I recall, the, you know, Clar- it was Clarence Darrow's side, I think, the guy Scopes, he had to pay like a $100 fine. So, you know, like, it, fucking, he was fucking wrong. He was found out he was wrong. That was a big fucking media circus in 1925 but it's clearly these people just don't understand that they don't get that that was like that like we lost like the 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 good guys lost (laughs) yeah well okay all right all right i don't think you're considering the real strength of his argument though so i'm gonna read from this and and let you get let you really understand yeah no like bring it okay so this is from their website satan comes to rob kill and destroy Right. Okay. Fucking stand. You know what? You know what? I'll take that as a premise and I'll believe it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Go. Although, can I pause at Rob? Because like, like Satan's gonna rob me. Like, yeah. I mean, can we pause at Satan and just? Okay. I don't know if there's a Satan, (laughs) but he's gonna show up and he's gonna be like, "I am the Prince of Darkness. Give me your wallet." Like, what? He's like picking your lock on your door. Yeah. Like, Satan, can't you just like get in? Like. Can't you just fucking burrow through the ground to get into my house? Cecil's Satan is Satan is like trying to hawk my power tools at a flea market like six <laughs> hours later. Like he's got he's like, like I've got a Makita power. Like what? Fucking on, what's going a, on over you here? Know you, is want that Satan? you know you want this. It's a dirt devil. <laughs> These Dyson vacuums resell. Hey. So Satan <laughs> comes to rob, kill, and destroy. So he generally okay. starts his path to destruction right. with a simple toehold. Back in the 1960s, our nation allowed a toehold of sexual perversion during the hippie sexual revolution, which has now become a stronghold. So from a toehold to a stronghold of sexual anarchy in America. This stronghold masks itself in the form of diversity, inclusion, and tolerance. Oh, man, those lousy, terrible words, diversity, inclusion, and tolerance. We don't want to live in a world like that, Cecil. (laughs) Goodness, no. What we really need is is more guys that fist pump and choose the right pillows for my living room. That's what we need. (laughs) What a 
fucking lunatic you know, this these, guy These is. guys are just making, they're making the rounds, though. And Glenn Beck is basically filleting these guys. Oh, He's the guy God. who's given them all this time. Because this is this is right up the alley with Glenn Beck, you know. Glenn Beck, what he wants to do is make sure that everybody recognizes that the world is going to fucking hell in a handbasket. And the reason why is Obama, liberals, and gays. Like, you know, like those are the three, like, evil things that he wants to make sure that everybody fucking recognizes are horrible and awful. And this, these people are just, they're awesome puppets. These people are awesome puppets. They talk about the exact same crazy shit uh, that he does. And, you know, I mean, this is one of those things that when you, when you, uh, when you hear these guys talk, you're like, of course you got fucking shit canned from your network because you're clearly an insane person. You're clearly somebody who is so deeply steeped <laughs> in your own religion that you you actually don't function in the real world. I have no idea how they got as far as they did to get a show. How the fuck did you get a show? Like, who's the guy who vets them? Like, do they just like collect tapes on Wednesday and they're just like, oh, these guys. There's two good-looking guys. Let's throw them on TV. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. But, I'm, I mean, he, he does defend himself. And this is, if you can make sense yeah. of this, this is my All favorite. Right, I'm going to try. What we're talking about right now on one of our talking points is that fact that we are Americans, period. <laughs> That's okay. a sentence. That's not really a sentence. But he was, it, it's being, it's speaking it, so. This polarizing in which we live is being operated what? by a demonic agenda to suppress the truth. Is that a real thing? Like, is that to, that doesn't make sense to me. This, this polarizing. This polarizing. Don't live? you live in a polarizing? <laughs> it's not a thing. Did like, you? That's not. A, you didn't get in your polarizing it, this morning. Is it you, polarizing a verb? Yeah, I, can, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not a fucking word writing guy but <laughs> no, i would yeah, think it's no you can polarizing is definitely a noun that you can it's a thing like you can live inside a <laughs> yeah, polarizing buy the brand new tesla polarizing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is polarizing a van down by the river because that's where you're gonna be bro <laughs> well but it's clearly uh being operated the polarizing is being operated <laughs> So you have to operate them, Cecil. If you don't, you know, sometimes I forgive people who speak aloud and they're quoted, but I can't forgive them. No, that's that's face diarrhea. That's what that, that is. really is. That's a Palinism right there. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Glory, ho, motherfuckers. This story comes from the raw story. Pakistan's sorcerers continue to thrive despite Sharia law. Um, yeah, uh, good luck to you, sorcerers in Pakistan. <laughs> I actually can't man. think of something I'd rather do less in Pakistan. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather be a drug mule. Right? <laughs> do this. You, a safer occupation would be professional suicide bomber. Gonna say bomb diffuser, but I think you win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is awesome. The Pakistani sorcerers, isn't that a basketball team? That's it's I their only it basketball is. team. Yeah, they just the ball doesn't move. They just sort of will it up there, and they put fucking they just move it around. Yeah, animal teeth in their pockets. They and play shit. on broomsticks. It's like half Quidditch, half <laughs> yeah, Quidditch. half basketball. You got to catch the golden snooch or whatever it is. I don't it's <laughs> golden snooch. Yeah, it's the golden polarizing time yeah, that you, you gotta, have to catch. You got to operate the polarizing. If you don't do that, the whole game the falls apart. 
that's how you win. That's how you win the yeah. Quidditch. Um, here's the here, here's a part that I thought was kind of crazy. Well, I guess most yeah, of it's kind of crazy. I'm curious where you're going with this. <laughs> I just I just so happened to like throw a dart at my screen and it landed here. Um, essentially, uh, these people inscribe spells of black magic script that can also be dissolved into liquids and used to curse given to one's enemies, while some sorcerers ask their followers to sacrifice a black hen or a goat to ward off evils. And I'm, the first thing I think is like, why has it got to be a black hen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I you will know? say this story was written without, without any editorializing, uh, as evidenced by this sentence. Shah and his ilk use a number of traditional <laughs> practices. Ilk! I read that and I fucking uh, like my jaw just dropped. Like any pretense at at, at ob- objectivity was just absolutely thrown no, out gone. the window. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the headings in this article is fraudsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I kind of like the slant that this article has, though. You know, from the raw story, I do like this slant. Uh, what? Okay. I understand and I get, you know, that some parts, you know, certainly I'm, I'm not going to make fun of some parts of the world fucking them making fucking magic potions and shit because we got fucking their psychic Sally is fucking oh, telling sure. people that yeah. dead people are talking. You know what I mean? Like, so clearly it's not like, oh, look at how backwards these people are, because, you know, chances are you could go somewhere in Chicago probably right now and find somebody who could fucking make you a, a curse for fucking certain, you, man. I'm you know, certain. For certain. That, yeah. I mean. On in 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 the suburbs, there's tarot card readers, and you know I remember we used to ride by one in, in Joliet, which is a suburb of Chicago. There's a tarot card reader right on one of the main drags out there. So, you know, there's there's all this crazy that's all over. So I'm clearly not, you know, I don't think that I'm superior to anybody over there because I'm making fun of their fucking sorcerers. The thing that bothers me about this is that, it, like, these guys are really putting their life in their hand for their, you know, their. Uh, for their trade and for, you know, not trade, I guess it's charlatan. Is there a word? Charlatanery? I don't charlatanery even know if it's a word. I'll make it up, whatever. Right now. It, it, it's a word I'm making up because if we can have a fucking polarizing, then a charlatanery is a do thing. Do you have to operate the so, charlatanery? You do. You do. Yeah. yeah. You operate it with a polarizer. That's good. So <laughs> you just, that's, you plug that in and then you turn it. Once to the left, and then you go to 45, and you go back to... <laughs> no, but, like, clearly these guys are, you know, are living... I mean, God, it is a got to be a, a really horrible um, thing to try to hide. You know, you can't put your fucking your thing up there because the people will come by and... I mean, it, this, is a, this is a culture that could kill you. I mean, this is... You know, Pakistan, we were reading about a couple years ago, where, like, an autistic kid fucking ripped up a goddamn Koran, and they were going to kill him. They rioted. They were going to kill the kid, you know, like, and there's lots of this stuff. They've stoned people. You know, I mean, this is a, this is not a, a, a country where people are, they let their better judgments sort of take them, take yeah, a day. Right. Sometimes they get a little crazy and, you know, there's a possibility that, you know, somebody could, you know, be so involved in the Quran, they could, you know, go into somebody's place like this and just kill them. I would, I would find a brand new safe fucking position, like a puppy washer or something. Like, <laughs> puppy make washer. me, yeah, let me do a thing that's a lot more safe than this. Uh, what's your job? I just wash puppies, not dogs, just puppies. Yeah, no, puppies, sorry. Fucking, 
I stop. If it's 16 weeks or older, you take it somewhere That's else. That's not my fucking job. It. Did you not see the sign that says, no magic here, puppy washing only? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it fucking says. It says, no magic right. spells, only puppy washing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it does say in here that uh, that there's very little recourse. Um, which I thought was was bizarre. Um, it said that in 2011, long-haired, bushy-bearded sorcerer uh, Mohammed Salim was arrested for duping hundreds of women into having sex with him in the hope of conceiving a boy. Um, and he wow, was sentenced hundreds. to five years in jail and fined 10,000 rupees or $100. Um, he was released only two years later in 2013, um, which is sort of amazing. Actually, right. that's that's sort of amazing because it, you hear stories and it's like, like they'll fucking riot at the drop of a hat sometimes, you know, like right. w- w- fucking chop off fingers or, you know, do, do some like like Pakistan is this, this is the same country that fucking arrested a baby for murder. Like baby was arrested for murder. Do you remember that story? I do remember that story. They arrested a baby. While they were fingerprinting the baby, they had to give the baby a bottle to calm it down. Because the baby was upset because it had been arrested for murder. And it's a baby. It's a fucking baby. So it's amazing to me that this that, that somebody can right. uh, dupe hundreds right. of women into having sex with him uh, for magic. You know, like, hey, if I can have sex with me, I'll have a boy. You know, that works sometimes, by the way. Like, cause it, it's worked for me twice, as it turns out. Like, I've had sex with my wife, and we're having two boys. Like, that's... That's amazing. It's amazing how that you happens. You should go it's see... Actually, if, you should you should pry your skills over in Pakistan. You know? Uh, I will pass yeah. on that. Generous <laughs> offer, though. I'll tell you what. There's some jobs I would relocate for. <laughs> sex to make Sorcerer boys. in Pakistan? <laughs> Yeah, not on the list. No, the benefits did. package yeah. would have to be amazing, and it would have to include bulletproof Pakistan. <laughs> you to, if you could just ship me over there in like a big box, like a plexiglass box, like a Pope mobile. Can you just basically have a Pope mobile that follows me around? Actually, that I'm in the whole time. Right. I would want to live in the Pope mobile. And the Pulp Mobile would be bristling with guns at all times. Like just and they would always be shooting. Like the guns would always be firing. Like just no to keep people what. at bay. Like prophylactic murder. <laughs> so before we launch into the email, we want to stop and uh, thank all of our patrons from the week. Um, we really appreciate your generous donations. They help us uh, tremendously to eat hot wings. Uh, want to thank Lise, Jim. Mike, Dave, Ted, Bryce, Matt's cat, and Troy. So thank you very much for your generous donations. Uh, We truly appreciate them. And when I steal all the money and abscond to uh, sunny Bermuda. um, You're not going to get far. (laughs) I'm not going to get. The problem is I got to buy two plane tickets, you know, because I got to get the, it's the girth seat. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. No. And then. Good lord! You know now that those meals are so expensive on planes, I, you know, and, the, you're just and they're disgusting. I can't you know eat more mean? than like, four or five of the things. You know, on a short yeah. flight. I know. God, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta choke down the third one. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just terrible. Uh, another thing too is we donated we the, the money. It took you know about a half a month for us to get the money actually in our account. We had to uh, 
give them bank account information, etc. So Patreon eventually, Patreon eventually deposited. It happened earlier this week. So we just posted that we did donate last month, which turned out to be $875. Um, and we were able to donate that. It just, we just posted a picture of it on Facebook and Twitter. So, um, thank everybody who's a patron last month. You guys, all your money went to Doctors Without Borders and that's a great cause. And it's awesome that you guys were uh, patrons and that's, and you can feel good about, you know, your money going to a, uh, a good cause. So we got a few emails we wanted to talk about. The first one we want to talk about is from David, and David's in Kentucky, and he has this great email, Tom, about the sun turning black. Yeah, this this email is is pretty great. Um, he says, "Hi, Tom and Cecil. I'm writing because I've heard Cecil mention the sun turning as black as sackcloth sack phrase from Revelation a few times since your Revelation episode. I've been thinking about it. It seems to me that it would be impossible for the sun to turn black. The photons, along with other radiation generated in the fusion that occurs in the core, take about 10,000 years to reach the surface of the sun. If you so right. somehow shut off the fusion right now, it would take 10,000 years and eight minutes. I love the specificity <laughs> awesome. for the sun to stop shining. If you somehow shut off the fusion occurring at the core at the same, uh, the same thing that will happen when the sun eventually exhausts its hydrogen fuel will happen. Lacking the outward pushing force of the fusion, the inward draw of the sun's immense gravity would collapse the volume of the stellar material until the internal temperature rose high enough to fuse helium. At that point, the balance of fusion and gravity would shift again, expanding the volume of stellar material to encompass the orbit of the Earth. I love that. Long story short, the sun would destroy the Earth well before dimming in any manner, and it is, in fact, physically impossible for it to do so. This comes from David in Kentucky. I'm amazed that somebody in Kentucky... What, you clearly oh, no. did not go to school in Kentucky. Oh, I, David... Thank you very much for your email. <laughs> he did mention at the bottom, he's like, Cecil, you mentioned reading a book about digital heavens and, and uh, hells that people were uploaded to. Was this surface detail by Ian Banks? Yes, it was. And it, I thought it was an excellent book. Uh, and it's a very interesting book about um, it's sci-fi and they talk about heaven and hell. And I mean, if that is it piques your interest at all, go check it out. Ian Banks is, a, I think, a great writer. It's from a book series called The Culture Series, which I was, I'm was i totally into and really enjoy. So if you check it out, um, let me know what you think. We got a very long email from Glenn. Glenn was not happy with how we talked about guns um, on episode 149. And uh, this is really what he... I, I, I guess we're just going to have to distill what he says here, Tom, because he sort of mischaracterized what we were saying. I think he did anyway. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. Um, you know, there was, the, the email was quite long. Um, but one of the things that I think was missed um, is we're not – we never are – we're suggesting, uh, Cecil or I, that a solution to uh, crime, gun crime, is to arm people in the, uh, in the cities. Um, and to, to arm people at all, ar yeah, actually, I don't, it turns yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, I, we've, we're not suggesting that a solution to gun crime is to throw more guns at the problem. Um, you know, yeah. I know that sometimes you can actually fight fire with fire, but I don't think you can fight gunfire with gunfire. In you can't this case. fire firearms with fire. Yeah, I, I, you know, Cecil and I just disagreed that that's the right way to. Uh, accomplish. Yeah, and it was that. a joke. So yeah, it was, a, and it was a joke. We were talking like right. you know, you're not going to drop a bunch of 
guns in the west side of Chicago. No, of course no, you wouldn't. Why terrible would you? idea. We're, and we're, the, the, the problem isn't that there's not enough guns in those areas. I think the problem is that there's too fucking many guns. <laughs> And it's and it's a straw man. I mean, clearly we're making fun of the uh, you know it's and but it's a straw man in a, in an attempt for a joke. We're not. I'm not trying to tear down the NRA's position on whether or not you know there needs to be more guns in certain places. Um, it's a joke. So you know, there, it, it's not like I'm making a, a, a cogent argument against it. We're just we're just kidding around. That being said, I still don't agree with the NRA's ideas of you know getting the guns, the right guns, in the right hands of the right people. That to me seems it seems asinine. Um, we can disagree all day on it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a gun owner. Like I'm a gun owner. Uh, I go out and shoot trap and Tom's a gun owner. He goes out and shoots trap and we shoot sporting clays and skeet and we have, but, uh, but you know, that's, and we go hunting on occasion, but it's really, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a gun. I don't think guns are the answer to any sort of violence. I don't think that that's like the, I mean, clearly they're an answer to violence, but they're not an, they're not an answer to stop violence, in my opinion. And I mean, you're never going to fucking convince me of that. You're never going to be able to write anything down. I don't care how long your email is and convince me that more guns in any way is a, is a solution to anything. From a social policy standpoint, you know, they, they may solve the occasional anecdotal problem. Um, sure. But from a social policy standpoint, um, I, I, I don't feel like guns are a solution to uh, crime and violence. Uh, I, I, I just don't think the evidence points in that direction. We got an email from uh, from Joel and Joel says he was listening to bonus episode one and the discussion of Michael Sam. And he had two comments. Uh, the first was that a, a guy, uh, guy, his name was uh, at Pitcher Bro. And he says, first, you guys missed the best irony of this tweet. His handle, his Twitter handle. I don't know. Maybe it would have been more obvious if it was at Catcher Bro. <laughs> that was very funny. And he said, second, sports writer Brian Phillips of Grantland, uh, Grantland dot com. I don't know what that is. Um, had the best observation I saw regarding the quote. How am I supposed to teach my uh, explain sort of Michael Sam to my kids? And this was the tweet. If you're worried about how to explain Michael Sam to your kids, there's a decent chance you need your kids to explain Michael Sam to you. I like that. That's Boom. quite good. Yeah. Drop the fucking hammer. Thank you very much for the email. That was great. So is it um, Mallard or Maillard? I don't know. I'm going to go with Maillard because that's one of those principles when you brown meat. I like that. So, okay. um, All right. so we're going to go with Maillard here. And he sends us an email about... Uh, the dichotomy of Christianity in the black community. And he's got a couple of points here that I, I you know, again, because I'm not, you know, I'm not black and I'm not Christian. So this is something that's news to me. He says kids are sent to chastity programs, much like the one you saw that used peppermint patties. Kids are taught by the church to view women as the enemy in a way wow. by teaching that they only want the want them to get them pregnant and trap them. Girls are obviously shamed and called fast-tailed girls. Don't ask. What? No actual sex ed is taught ever, and you're looked at sideways if you try to teach it. Combine this with a patriarchal society, you get an environment where single mothers are shamed instead of the guys like the one who caused two out of every ten kids in each grade I was in in elementary school to be half-siblings. Wow. It's a sad, sad system. That's a fucking weird elementary school, yeah, man. dude. That's fucked up. The fucking eighth-grade dance must have been... <laughs> Awkward. A little bit. Hey there, cousin sister. Would you like to dance? <laughs> so I got a message from uh, uh, from Louise here. I'm going to read it. 
She says, hi, boys. Uh, Glory Holes from the UK. I'm sitting in a pub trying to explain to my mother what cognitive dissonance is. I'm not being successful. I suggested she listens to your podcast. Ha, ha, ha. Poor woman. Anyway, you're awesome, and you keep me amused while mucking out my horses? Mucking? They have such cute names for sex over there, don't they? Well, I know. Yeah. But, I mean, I applaud you for the horse. You know, Or is I mean? that masturbation? Mucking out my horses. What? Dude, whatever floats your uh, boat. Maybe. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the UK. I mean, I can understand. Is that what they do at Glory Holes? I don't know. <laughs> out their horses. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Louise. Thank you for sending the message. And uh, Thank you very much. And I hope you were able to explain cognitive distance to your mother. I would use a different medium. That's just, you know, like in the future, <laughs> I would maybe choose Wikipedia. But, you know, good luck. I, you could you could basically just hit her in the head with a rock yeah. and communicate information <laughs> more, more cogently, cogently than, our than show. we can. Yes. So in the very near future, we're going to be putting on a another show, another show midweek show, uh, and that midweek show will hopefully have a guest on it. And we're in talks right now to have one of two guests on, uh, either Ross from Skeptically Challenged or Gamma Atheist David Viviano. Uh, Gamma Atheist on Twitter. He also runs Atheist Hangouts. Uh, so they're actually both going to be on our show very soon. We're not sure which one we're going to get a hold of first, um, but expect one of them on in the near future and expect two shows next week. Um, so that's going to be super, super exciting for all those people who like our show, which is like seven or eight of you. Like seven you or know, eight so people. I can't that think is why you ex- would like our and show. And it's exciting but- for you guys. So you seven or eight are going to have a great week next week. and until next time we're going to leave you as always with the skeptics creed credulity is not a virtue it's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno babylon bullshit couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.